0: Wasabi Wallet, unfairly private. What's up everyone? I'm Ben with the BTC Sessions and this is your daily session. HODL THE BITCOIN. Before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to sponsors of the show, Ledin.io. Uh, I've been using these guys for well over a year now, and they've got a whole bunch of different products. Uh, the first one is their Bitcoin-backed loans. This was the first thing I ever used. So uh, ideally, if you're in a pinch and you need to get your hands on dollars, but you don't want to sell your Bitcoin, this could be an option for you, and it was for me. You dedicate uh, your Bitcoin in a dedicated address that you can audit 7 You can get Bitcoin in, or rather you can get dollars into your bank account within 24 hours usually. Um, And when you pay back that dollar amount, you get all of your Bitcoin back. In fact, the exact same UTXO. Now they've also got a couple other products. They've got their Bitcoin and USDC savings accounts where you can earn up to 7.5% interest annually. And they've got the B2X offering where you use the same loan mechanism, to effectively buy more Bitcoin on the spot, doubling your Bitcoin. Uh, So if you want to check out any of these, there is a link in the show notes down below. And if you use that link to secure a loan, then they'll give you 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin for free. And secondly, We have coin cards. I've been using these guys for friggin' six years now. Uh, Super awesome, especially for those of you that are attempting to kind of make that leap to living on Bitcoin or at least like moving away from banking as much as possible, which I am firmly in that camp. And so these guys, really simple, they sell gift cards for Bitcoin. They accept Bitcoin on chain and they also accept Lightning Or if you've got some shit coins you wanna dump, then you could also dump them here. Um, Anyways, they've got tons of stuff. They're available in the US and Canada. And you can actually also top up your mobile account with them. Uh, Again, can't say enough good things about these guys. Be sure to check them out in the link down below. With that, let's dive into the news. Uh, So, the Pentagon modeled a war game that included a scenario uh, for a military response to a domestic Generation Z rebellion, which happens to include Bitcoin. Uh, This is real. This is an actual war game that they modeled and it did indeed include Bitcoin. So. Um, so those of you that don't know, uh, there are a lot of exercises where the Pentagon will will model different things that could happen and how they might respond to it. Um, anyways, this was just a portion of, of their, their modeling in this particular document. Um, it was only a couple pages, but interesting nonetheless. So I'm just going to read uh, some excerpts from not only the report itself, but then subsequently from this article on The Intercept here. So, Born, uh, rather, both the September 11th terrorist attacks and the Great Recession greatly influenced the attitudes of this generation in the United States and resulted in a feeling of unsettlement and insecurity among Gen Z. Although millennials experienced these events during their coming of age, Gen Z lived through them as part of their childhood, affecting their realism and worldview. Many found themselves stuck with excessive college debt when they discovered employment options did not meet their expectations. Gen Z are often described as seeking independence and opportunity, but are also among the least likely to believe there is such a thing as the American dream and that the system is rigged against them. Frequently seeing themselves as agents for social change, they crave fulfillment and excitement in their job to help move the world forward. Despite the technological proficiency they possess, Gen Z actually prefer person-to-person contact as opposed to online interaction. They describe themselves as being involved in their virtual and physical communities and as having rejected excessive consumerism. And so this is jumping forward into the model. They say, in early 2025, a cadre uh, of these disaffected Zoomers launch a protest movement beginning in parks, rallies, protests, and coffee shops, first in Seattle, then New York City, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Austin. A group known as the Z-Bellion begins a global cyber campaign to expose injustice and corruption to support causes it deems beneficial during face-to-face recruitment would-be members of Zebelian are given instructions for going to sites on the dark web that allow them to access sophisticated malware to siphon funds from corporations, financial institutions, and nonprofits that support the establishment. The gains are then converted to Bitcoin and distributed to worthy participants, including fellow Zebellian members who claim financial need. Zebellian leadership says the scenario assures its members. Uh, that their Robin Hood-esque wealth redistribution is not only untraceable by law enforcement but ultimately justifiable as targets are selected based on secure polling of network delegates. Although its origins are American, by the latter 2020s, z activities are also occurring across Europe and cities throughout Africa, Asia, and the Middle East, including Nairobi, Kenya, Hanoi, Vietnam, and uh, Amman, Jordan. So very, very interesting. I recommend you go over and you check out this article on The Intercept. But um, I... D- I'm not sure what to think about this. It's very interesting that the Pentagon would be thinking so deeply about Bitcoin as to model it in a war game for a domestic rebellion. Uh, pretty unbelievable that we've gone from people laughing it out of the room or paying no attention to it to seeing it as an element in a, in a credible threat to the continued success of the United States. Um, and I mean, in a way, yes, I mean, you can use technology in all forms for lots of different things. You can use the internet for good or for bad. You can use U.S. dollars for good and for bad. Um, I think the inherent fairness in how Bitcoin functions take, does take power away from the state. Uh, and I mean, I guess if you're the state, that can be deemed as, as a threat, and I mean, in a war game that they map out like this, where people are... Now, first of all, I'm definitely not in favor of of stealing the the accumulated wealth of an individual or a company that goes and legitimately earns it. Um, but as Bitcoin is an, a censorship-resistant, immutable global money... Uh, it could be used in an instance such as this. And so I guess they have to consider that when they're looking at things like this. Um, I don't know. Let me know what you think. What, did, what were you thinking when you heard that breakdown here? It sounds amazing to me to be hearing this almost not dystopian, but very, I, I don't know. It sounds like a movie. I would watch this movie. Would you watch this movie? Anyways, I'm not going to comment too much on it, but, but very interesting nonetheless. Let's move on. Um, as Coinbase go- tries to torpedo itself further, uh, it has said that it is going to be licensing its, its um, analytics software to the IRS and DEA. Uh, So just a quick excerpt from this article on Decrypt. On Friday, the block reported that cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase was looking to license its blockchain analytics software to United States federal agencies, notably the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, and the IRS. The spokesperson or a spokesperson for Coinbase told Decrypt that this tool only offers them streamlined access to publicly available data, and at no point do they have any access to Coinbase internal or customer data. Um, Still, nonetheless, people were not particularly happy about this. Uh, Now, I will get into other things about Coinbase momentarily, but um, people... Responding to this, uh, Jameson Lopp, uh, Bitcoin developer, co-founder uh, and CTO at um, uh, Casa, he said, this is no surprise. Our distrust in you is strengthened. We will make your analytics software obsolete. And that, of course, is a an ode to Nicholas Dorier, who created BTC Pay Server in an effort to make BitPay obsolete when they became somewhat of an enemy of Bitcoin. Uh, Josh Rager pointed to a a whale alert tweet um, where they said that millions of dollars seem to be leaving Coinbase as we speak. Investors and traders are no longer limited to Coinbase or BitMEX. If you screw over customers, take part in shady deals, or don't improve your product, customers can now go elsewhere to trade or invest. Uh, Matt O'Dell from TFTC Gotta love them. Why do you hate your customers so much? (laughs) I like that one. Anyways, um, this isn't the first time that people have been hating on Coinbase uh, and rightfully so. I made a video in March... Uh, March 2nd of 2019 when the hashtag delete Coinbase was big um, and this was in response to them hiring a bunch of people from hacker team who sold uh, software to oppressive regimes to crack down on their people um, and this is after a long string of other bullshit that Coinbase has done in regards to just purposely uh, stunting the growth of Bitcoin, being dishonest about it. Um, surprisingly and without announcement, uh, throwing Bitcoin cash onto the exchange uh, and and front running that, it seemed like there was some insider trading going on there. Just There's just such a long list. I made this video last year and it was 33 minutes long explaining why Coinbase sucked. And at this point, it could be much, much longer. So anyways, if you want to go back and watch that old video, feel free to. Just know that it's a year and a bit out of date and there's been many more things piled on there. Don't use Coinbase. Uh, and speaking of other things, unfortunately, that are probably not best to use, uh, Brave Browser. Now, Brave Browser is good for privacy, but they recently came under fire uh, for auto-filling a Binance affiliate link. So so I'll just read a, a quick excerpt from this Cointelegraph article. Crypto-powered privacy-focused web browser Brave has come under fire for automatically filling an affiliate link into its address bar when a user attempts to access the website for leading crypto exchange Binance in it, uh, and its United States-based subsidiaries Binance US. Brave's co-founder and uh, chief executive Brendan Eich has acknowledged the mistake in quotes, pledging that the error will soon be corrected to remove the automatic completion of its affiliate link after the situation gained traction on crypto Twitter. Uh, In quotes, Brave default auto completes verbatim "Binance US" in the uh, address bar to add an affiliate code. We are a Binance affiliate. We refer users via the opt-in trading widget on the new tab page, but autocomplete should not add any code. Any code. Uh, and that was a tweet from Brendan Ike. Uh, however, they said it was a mistake, but Whale Panda on Twitter quickly pointed out that uh, this is really bad, yet another reason to stop using Brave. Here are some more. It isn't just Binance, it's also affiliate links for Ledger, Trezor, and Coinbase. So Brennan Ike is full of shit. It wasn't an accident. It was definitely filling that for everything. And I I there's no way that there's definitely no way this was an accident. They were trying to get the some some quick affill cash for anybody using their browser, which seems seems predatory not that it hurts the individuals doing it but it's just you know be upfront about it like i i tell you guys if utilizing a sponsor of the show helps the show i I just say that if you don't want to use it don't fucking use it you can go to the website separately but to like sneak it in there is kind of i don't know anyways um i'm gonna move on from there uh solid issue of the bent today over at tftc.io. Marty outdoes himself yet again. Marty Bent. He's been reading some some uh some Mises. Some human action. So um Mises uh Ludwig von Mises' Human Action. If you haven't read it, do check it out. Uh, but he gets into some thoughts about uh, the misnomer of of owing money to ourselves. A lot of people will refer to that when they talk about the national debt. Well, we owe it to ourselves, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so he gets into that a little bit. Uh, he, I'll just read a, a little quote from from this issue of The Bent today. He says, The U.S. economy is quickly turning into a banana republic completely dependent on the Federal Reserve intervening in markets. Their intervention has gone to the point where they are the only game in town. Actual value creation and productivity from businesses does not matter anymore. The only thing that matters is whether or not the Fed is printing money, i.e. inciting the creation of public debt via treasury issuance, and how much of it. Value now flows from the either uh, value now flows from the ether of the Fed's servers to the stock market. The structural stability and cash flows of the companies that make up the stock market matter very little in this type of environment. And then there was a, uh, a, a tweet from Quoth the Raven QTR Research on Twitter that said the Fed is doing such a great job of distorting, uh, st- distorting markets, it has totally priced out both Warren Buffett and Stanley Druckenmiller. These guys used to rely on value to invest. There can be no value when the Fed provides a never-ending bid. The Fed literally just ended value investing. Marty Bent goes on to say, Be careful out there. There are many men out there who will parrot the... Debt is money we owe ourselves without acknowledging that the we isn't a static entity, but a collection of individuals at different points in their lives with different income levels, education levels, balance sheets, time preferences, and personal beliefs. Thinking that all the individuals that make up the mythical we align perfectly in all these areas is legitimately stupid and arguably malicious. Well said, Marty. Um, if you want to check out this article, I will, of course, as always, link to it down below. Just a couple more things here. Um, new article over on the Bitsy Academy. Very stoked to be working with uh, the guys over at Verify, at VerifyBTC on Twitter with this. Um, and they, they pumped out a, a solid one. So I, what is a BIP? A BIP is a Bitcoin Improvement Proposal. And uh, this article gets into what the BIP process is how somebody can create a BIP and put it forth in order to improve Bitcoin and have it considered uh, to be made part of the protocol and kind of how that works. Um, And it goes through not only that, but what is BIP 119 and what does it achieve? Uh, I'm going to read a little excerpt here. It does get a little technical, but I encourage you to take a look. And even if some of it goes over your head, the more you read stuff like this, the more you'll start to absorb and have those little aha moments. Uh, so if, if this seems like Greek to you, I apologize. But again, I encourage you to, to do more reading in this kind of stuff. So uh, this BIP was put together by Jeremy Rubin. It was published on the 1st of June. Okay, it's, so th- it proposes a new op code called Op Check Template Verify. So an opcode is short for operation code, uh, and these operations are what you can do with a public key script, or, script uh, or a signature script permitted by the Bitcoin script language. So, moving on. Jeremy wanted to make it simpler and safer to develop smart contracts at the protocol layer of Bitcoin. Currently, there are numerous so-called covenants, which are restrictions that a Bitcoin sender can apply to a UTXO or some unspent Bitcoin, an unspent transaction output, so that it only gets spent in a certain pre-established uh, if certain pre-established requirements are respected. So you can put conditions on Bitcoin that need to be met before it can be spent. So one of these covenants or conditions is called lock time. It gives users the ability to specify how many blocks before a certain UTXO can be spent. It can be used in various use cases like higher operational security, as it is impossible to spend a UTXO that is time-locked. Now, the new proposed opcode, it renders all existing covenants, all different uh, types of restrictions that you can set on Bitcoin uh, spending, into a single template. This decreases security vulnerabilities that could be exploited if they were to all be used separately. When constructing a transaction with that opcode, it is possible to verify that a certain UTXO was conditioned to result in in the set of a new UTXO by matching its resulting hash to the pre-image of the transaction. I know this is getting deep here. Anyways, you can subsequently link multiple transactions of that type together with conditional rules in a tree-like manner. And so what this gets into is you can construct uh, a transaction with a whole bunch of different recipients, and each one of those different recipients and those bits of Bitcoin going out can be attached different conditions in which the recipient will actually receive the Bitcoin. So you can take a lot of complicated, complex um, things and and put it all together into a single constructed transaction. And this can be used for things like scaling. So if uh, uh, um, Let's say a an exchange needs to regular regularly send out money to its uh, to its users. You can set it so that it will only spend at certain points when the mempool is is not as full or when. Uh, fees get to a certain level. Uh, You can set up vaults, um, again, uh, embedding pre-existing spending conditions with transactions with multiple signers. Um, And then it also helps that you can actually have some of these individual spends when you have a a ton of different UTXOs going out at the same time, that some of them can obviously be creating lightning network channels as well, just individual uh, UTXOs in a a batch transaction. So there's a lot in there again I know some of this might sound a little bit Greek to everybody but do go read the article interesting nonetheless and if it's just goes totally over your head at least you tried (laughs) anyways uh one last article I wanted to point you to today I'm still actually kind of parsing through this myself uh Jameson Lop, we just mentioned him earlier he had a good clap back to brave earlier but anyways he uh published in the CASA blog the do's and don'ts of Bitcoin key management. Uh, so he goes into detail about how to protect yourself. He talks about not getting fished. He co- talks about not installing malware. He talks about technical weaknesses through various means. Um, there's a really good video from Andreas there he's talking about splitting up your seed phrase and why that's actually a bad idea and doesn't help your security. Um, a whole bunch of great stuff, avoiding getting scams, just not getting hacked a lot of different things in here and it's just like a treasure trove of of little tidbits about how to be more secure in your bitcoin dealings so i do in, uh, encourage you to check it out with that i'm going to wrap up you guys thank you so much for watching and or listening if you are here on youtube do hit like subscribe and share uh, but also check out the other platforms that i'm on i'm trying to migrate people to all over the place so if i get shut down on youtube that's not that painful. So I'm on Facebook Live. I stream live to Twitter. I'm on DLive. I'm on Twitch. Bunch of places. I'm also audio only on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google, pretty much anywhere that you consume podcasts. Now, if you want to help out the show in another way, you can hit up the sponsors down below. Those were Ledin and Coin Cards. Or if you're not already using a hardware wallet, you can use my link down below, which surprise, surprise is an affiliate link. And I'm disclosing it to you. You see how this works? Anyway. Anyways, uh if you click that link and you opt to pick up a ledger, which I myself use, I use the X and the S depending on use cases, but they're both excellent. And again, if you're not on a hardware wallet yet you should do that because it, it can get out of hand where you're looking at the money sitting on your phone and you're like ah crap that's kind of scary to carry around all day um anyways ledger excellent there's a link down below and they've got some deals where you can get like packs of them and it, it's just everything um and besides that if you really loved what you saw you can always drop me a lightning network tip at my tippin.me page that is tippin.me slash at BTC sessions. And with that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day, a wonderful evening, and I'll see you next time for your daily session.